What's going on, guys? Welcome to The Holy Hustle. My name's Jalen. And my name's Zach. Here at The Holy Hustle, our goal is to provide real-life examples, our experiences, and provide practical steps to help you become a true disciple of Jesus in our world today. And just to do life together. So without further ado, make sure you guys hit the follow button, the like button, the subscribe button, and you come back every week for a new episode. Let's get right into it. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of The Holy Hustle. This is episode 13. I'm Jalen. And I am Zach. We're, uh, you know, let's let's celebrate a couple things before we get started. We don't have okay. anything to celebrate. Yeah, nothing to <laughs> no. celebrate. Two things. One, Zach is on his adventure across the United States and across the world. He is currently in Seattle and living out his dreams of traveling the world. Oh, yeah. And I am a recently engaged man i am now a fiance and (laughs) life has been great i'm joyful super happy god is working and it's it's been awesome oh yeah that's dope man how so first feelings after you got on the knee tell tell the world what you felt what is it what did that feeling feel like yeah so it's honestly so crazy when i was like getting prepared for all of this everyone was like dude don't worry about it you got it like it's just it's it's nothing nothing's changing it's just a title and i'm like bruh have you read the bible bro marriage is different okay yeah and so i was super nervous and then i got down on my knee actually i i stood before ashley for like a minute and just told like just talked to her just told her how much i love her um i kind of shorty, shorty's crying bit. huh yeah she was crying <laughs> i kind of blacked out a little bit but i think i remember most of what i said um but anyway i got down on a knee she said yes and then after that dude i was telling zach um a, a couple minutes ago i was like dude i have never felt that much joy in my life other than being baptized those are the two moments in my life where i have felt just pure joy like could not stop smiling and it was it was beautiful truly beautiful man that's big time yeah i remember when uh i proposed to emily um, I really wanted to make it a surprise. And we had just got on like a slew of trips. Like we were going all over the place and uh, we went to beaches. We went, we actually were in Seattle. Uh, I think we were in maybe California. I don't remember. But anyway, we were just like all over the place. Um, went on a cruise and she, Colorado, that's where we went. Sorry. Anyway, we were going all over the place and she was thinking that I was going to propose to her in one of these spots. And then it just ended up being on just like a random Saturday night. Her mom was in town. Uh, so it was like a really cool moment, but she was definitely surprised. But I remember getting on the knee and, um, I, dude, this weird sound came out of my mouth. Just like I got on the knee and I was like, <laughs> didn't, didn't plan that. And then after that, I definitely blacked out, but, uh, she started oh. crying. And then it felt like I was crying, but my body wasn't ready to cry. So just like air came out of my tear ducts. <laughs> um, but yeah, bro, it's so good. That's that's so sweet. Were you sweating? Think, oh, yeah, bro. Yeah. I was, And especially too, because I got there early and like helped set up a little bit and everybody was showing up and I was like, oh, we're getting close. We're getting close. And then too, when Ashley walked out, she because she knew when she got there, mm-hmm. which is fine. I was okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah because she had no idea up until then. So when she walked up there and seen, like she already had an idea. And so she walked up and she was holding her face and there was tears coming down. I was like, I literally said, I said, stop crying. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, it was awesome. Man, that's so cool. And you said like, uh, Aubrey helped out, Aubrey, her sister helped out just like facilitate things. Yeah. You need that. You need that Robin. (laughs) Shout out to Aubrey. Literally. Yeah, man. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, kind of different subject Emily and so my little brother came out to Seattle this past weekend and he just like hung out with us um, and it was his first time like being out here um, and it was so crazy like we just did a bunch of hikes and we went all over the place saw some weird things and saw some really cool things uh, Seattle's an interesting city for sure but we love it out here um, but anyway we go on this hike it's called Mount Storm King out at Olympic National Park and it was like, I don't know, two miles, something like that to get to this point. Anyway, we get to the top of the point and there's this rope, bro, like shoestring tied to a tree. And it's like, yeah, you're going to want to climb that for a couple hundred feet and then get to the top of this. And Logan went up and he's like, uh-uh, I'm not doing this. <laughs> and then Emily went up and she's like, no, this is not safe. And I was, I was already scared, bro. Like I hate heights. If you see pictures on Emily's Instagram, you'll see me like 
about as about as unprideful as possible because <laughs> i like dude so the the space that we were walking on was uh like eroded dirt you know you kick one rock you hear it fall for like 600 feet just like massive drops um and that was like the the like the hard part but there was a part that got even more difficult than that and I was calling out to the Lord. I was as close to him as I'd ever been outside of an airplane. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus, just get me down from here. I'm done. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Man, See, yeah. I My parents are actually in Colorado right now. Mm. And my dad is, he will never do that type of stuff ever. Hiking, nothing. And so I talked to him on the phone. And he was like, yeah. I was like, what do you guys got planned? He was like, well... Your mom and sister want to go hiking tomorrow. And I tried telling them, I tried warning them about bears and all that. I was like, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Like, mm -hmm. please be careful doing that stuff. But I think, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'd ever do that type of stuff as well because, because of that risk, dude. Like, I mean, yeah, like yeah. God's calling me home. God's calling me <laughs> home. But like, I'm not trying to die getting eaten by a bear. <laughs> no, I feel that. I feel that. No, you, bro, I used to be the same way. And then Emily like got me out on hikes and stuff like that. And there's a level of peace when you get to the top of a hike. That's like something about it. That's all I'll yeah. say. Something about it. Yeah. We did. So we went through, uh, we went to Yellowstone and we went uh, to Grand Teton. Like on the way we stayed for a week in like Idaho and went out there. First of all, I thought Idaho was boring and like nothing out there. Idaho is not, not going to lie. One of the most beautiful states I've ever been to by a mile like it's up there with like california washington like gorgeous um but uh <clears throat> at yellowstone and grand teton we saw bears we saw moose that like the moose was like i don't know 15 feet away from us it was crazy um but we saw bears and all kinds of wildlife birds all kinds of stuff and it was it was really cool because it's just like areas where like humans haven't really touched like there's little cabins of stuff built like cabins built from the trees that are out there but other than that it's just like untouched like god potential stuff out there and it's like nah this is nice <laughs> and that's so but, crazy too though to think mm -hmm. like there's spaces out there that like nobody has ever touched except god like yeah 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 and i so insane and i love that that we have places like that you can go to where it's like no buildings, no streets, none of that. It's just like you and nature and there's something about it, bro. Like you get out there and it's like, okay, I feel this. And also Jesus was hiking. <laughs> if he went to the top of Mount Storm King and preached the Sermon on the Mount, they might have to give me the cliff notes on the way down because I'm not making it up there, bro. It's so scary. <laughs> but That's awesome. What are we talking about today? Well, yeah, I was going to say, speaking of you know, having stuff that matters in this world that God has created. Uh, today, we're going to touch on why my life matters. Why does your life matter? What is um, your purpose here on this planet? And me and Zach, we honestly haven't even talked much about, you know, what we're going to talk about. And so I think it's going to be really cool for us to just kind of unravel what we have on our minds. And so um, I don't know, Zach, what do you have? What do you have planned? What, what questions you got? questions i mean honestly just the first one of like like i mean i think that most of this talk will be framed around like for the believer um mm -hmm. we'll probably have another one for uh someone who's like coming into faith or something like that but someone who has chosen christ um and uh, understands how you know flawed they are i think that one thing that always pops up in our mind is like why does my life matter because it seems like you know i prayed the prayer i went to church i raised my hand now jesus take the wheel and when you look through scripture, it doesn't seem to be uh, Jesus, take the wheel, you know, give God everything and he'll do the rest type of thing. It really feels more like a partnership with God, you know, mm -hmm. um, a situation where he sits down with us and he says, hey, I created you for a purpose. Um, your life matters and I've got a role for you. You know, when you look at the very beginning of the Bible, Genesis 1, um, he creates Adam, says it's not good for man to be alone, creates Eve then says rule over and then it's so loaded. So we were just like, we'll try to stay as high level as possible, but gives us dominion over, you know, the plates, the trees and everything like that, like rule over that stuff and gives them a job, be fruitful, multiply, blesses them. Um, and so all this to say is like, yeah, we, our life matters, you know? Um, and then again, you go through scripture and you see everything big that happens, happens like through a person or through a group of, a group of people. Um, and so to say that like, 
you know, I don't know why my life matters. Um, I think to summarize a lot, it's just like your life matters just because you're the one that gets through the will of God and share his goodness and bring heaven to earth, which is like the whole purpose of life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, first question, Jalen, when you first came into Christ, um, how did your mind shift as far as like my life mattered before versus after? Because right. before it might have meant a different kind of matter. And then after you're like, no, there's a deeper level of like my, my map, the, the, the level at which my life matters. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Dude, that's actually such a good question because I didn't really think about that until you asked that. Which but, is why we waited until now. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And I feel like I have a good response for it. So um, I'll give you like an exact example. So when I was in college, I was in FCA. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll never forget this, dude. One of the first times I went to FCA, it actually, it was the first time I went. Um, I went with an open mind of like, you know, I claim to like want to be this really good college athlete who believes in God and lets God work through me. Right. And... At first, when I went, I was like, all right, I'm going to just learn what it looks like to be a follower of Christ or a quote unquote Christian. Mm-hmm. And so when I went, I was like, OK, this is cool. Like, I can learn more about this. Second time I went, we watched a video called Evolution vs. God. And that was when my mind, my mindset shifted from, OK, my life matters on Earth because I need to make money and provide for my family and care for mm-hmm. people around me. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good. You know, three principles to live your life off of. But after I watched that video and decided, whoa, my life is way more than just three principles of making money, taking care of my family and having a successful career. And, you know, the other things that I thought at the time, Mm -hmm. my life has way deeper meaning than that. I mean, at the time, I didn't even think that, you know, God created me so that I could bring heaven to earth and allow his will to be done in my life. I did. That wasn't even part of my thought process at the time. Yeah. After you shift your focus from a worldly view and worldly values, you start to realize that God knew you before you were even formed in the womb and had a plan for you way before you were even a thought process. So if that's the case, why am I trying to base my, my values and my morals off of stuff that's only going to be here for a short period of time instead of eternal wealth with Jesus? Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so then I guess, you know, to add on to that question, Mm -hmm. um, did your actions change or did just like truthfully, like, did your, did your actions change? How long did it take for them to like begin to change? Cause we're not fully developed yet. You know no, what I'm saying? But when did no. it click in your head, you know, for the person who's like, when does this happen? You know? Yeah. No, dude, that, Oh, that is so good, Zach. That's so good. Because <laughs> as soon as you think, you know, that like, okay, well, God's called me to do this. Let me do that. Nah, mm-hmm. bro. It's going to take a while. Now, mm-hmm. some, and I won't say, you know, that won't happen for some people. Everybody's different. But for me, for example, that was my like freshman year of college. Okay. I would be a damn liar if I sat here and said for four straight years, I didn't sin or give into the college fun. No, yeah, bro, I was, sure. I was living like a college athlete and doing stuff I shouldn't have been doing. But in the back of my mind, I was telling myself, this isn't what God wants me to do. Yeah, for sure. But it took me time, four or five years, to understand that, okay, the things I was trying to achieve no longer matter. Mm-hmm. Me playing in the NFL, me having a bunch of money, none of that matters anymore. It's a matter of it's a matter of building my foundation on Jesus and allowing the things that he's put in the word of God to come to life in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I would say about four to five years, it was like, you know, constant battle of like, oh, but I want to live for the world, but oh, I'm a follower of Christ. Yeah. And it finally clicked. You know, I I think the moment that it clicked for me was when um, I moved to Kansas City because I decided that, you know, if the NFL, I literally was on my knees praying. A guy said, you know, if the NFL is your plan for me, God, then let it be. But if not, take me where you want me to go. And then I moved Mm -hmm. to Kansas City. I found Hillsong. And that was when I was like truly developing a relationship with God and deciding that I can't continue to live in this cycle of sin. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that kind of stuck out to me was that it seems that when you kind of went to that th- through that thought process in your head of like, oh, I, you know, things are changing. I'm starting to transform, like Paul explains. Um, it's almost like you started to understand, like your your ending point was different than where it was before. You know what right, I'm saying? Because right. it seems like before you think that the purpose of human history is to like, or the purpose of humanity is to gain wealth, become famous, rich. Um, and then 
after I get everything that I want, then maybe give glory to God. Right. Um, and then it kind of shifts to from that to let me lead with great or lead with praise. And now I understand that the purpose of life mm-hmm. is to bring heaven to earth. You know what I'm saying? Like when I say, okay, I truly believe in Jesus, that's now the purpose of life. So now you're, you, you have a different focus on what you're going after. And so, you know, maybe you're listening right now, someone's listening and they feel misguided. Like they don't know what way to go in life or whatever the case may be. And you're looking for an individual calling. Um, when you start to see Jesus words echo in your head and not your own words echo in your head, you're going to realize that he's calling us to bring heaven to earth. And the only way to learn to do that is to follow him, you know, yeah. be in the body, study the word, pray constantly, things like that. Um, and, and yeah, I think that's dope though. <laughs> yeah, I was, well, I was going to ask you too, when do you think you had a moment of like shift in your mentality of like, because man, I, I'm going to say this too, because I really, I really respect Zach and I love him to death. I can see Zach as like a true, true disciple of Jesus. Like this dude is hungry, <laughs> hungry, hungry for the word of God. And I feel like I've seen a shift over the past and we've known each other for three years now. Mm-hmm. Over the past three years, I can see Zach growing exponentially in his relationship with God. So like, and and that was before I even knew everything, you know, that's going on in your life. So mm-hmm. when was that moment for you where you were like, yeah, Ooh. my purpose is greater than just, you know, what I think it is right now. Yeah, I'm going to try not to ramble on this one because that's also a loaded question. But mm-hmm. um, I think honestly, for me, it kind of started and like, first I'll say I'm only 26 and I don't know too much, but there's been some like seriously phenomenal people, whether I've met them in real life or not, that have like contributed and helped me, you know, navigate the word and stuff. Um, so a lot of credit to other people. But um my parents, Stephen Cat, uh, Tim Mackey at the Bible Project, <laughs> Emily too, just helping me understand a lot, th- a lot of things, a lot better about myself, um, my family. Anyway, but list goes on. But for me, it almost feels like it's been a series of like incremental steps, and I don't know if it's like a boom moment as as much as it is as like small things have made me then realize like like when you're on a hike, you you know you'll hike for a quarter mile or half mile, and you don't realize how high you're going, and then you get to a lookout and you're like, oh dang, I didn't realize I'm this high. I think it's kind of like that. Um, And so for me, it feels like a couple of the moments where I realized, you know, my life purpose was a little bit different is like um, waking up that I think I've talked about before waking up that one day and going to church and seeing like how much goodness is flowing through the building. Um, But then also seeing some people hurting and being like, huh, there's something here. Um, Like some people need help. You know what I'm saying? Then later on, I realized that I'm one of those people and still feel like I'm one of those people. But, um, and then another moment, it was just like, like really getting into the word. And um, I say this with caution, but um, finding more teachers, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, I was going to church and reading the Bible on my own. And I thought, oh, my pastor. And between my pastor and I, I'm good. Like I can figure it out, this whole thing out. Um, and then you realize that people are, you know, as as even in the most earnest search of God, um, pretty one dimensional. So you have to find someone that can give you prophetic words and you got to find someone that can give you deep, like biblical knowledge. You got to find someone that can teach you how to be a man or a woman in Christ and live in this world and be at work and all this stuff. Um, and so like learning that, um, like there's more people out there to help out and like grow you. Um, that was something that like really helped me just kind of like start to grow and, and honestly, just like getting in the word and slowing down has helped me just like, Oh, like my life matters a lot more. Um, cause like one person that I always think about that I feel like doesn't get enough like time talked about is John the Baptist. Um, and in the, like in the gospel books, it talks about John the Baptist prepares the way. And I spoke about this Atlantic one time, but like in short, it was, I, I just kind of spoke to the guys about how, um, John the Baptist understood that his purpose in life was to prepare the way for Jesus's return or Jesus's arrival, I should say. And now we're on the other side of that. We're preparing the way for people, um, for Jesus's return. Um, and what does that mean? Sometimes it's a slap on the butt word of encouragement. Awesome. That's great. Sometimes it's a call to repentance. Sometimes it's a sit down conversation where it's like, Hey man, like I love you to death and I want to see better for you. And sometimes it's just like being with another person as they go through hard times, like all these different situations, but um, basically, like when I look at it and it's like, you know, Matthew 28, Jesus talks about go make disciples of all nations. And John the Baptist was one heck of a disciple. He was sending his disciples to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And like 
John the Baptist, there was something about him that people attract, were attracted to. And so he had a huge crowd of people around him. Um, and instead of him hoarding that for himself, like his, his life was the life of someone like the good fruit, the good tree with the good fruit. That was John the Baptist. And then he pushed it to an actual good tree, an actual um, good source and, 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 and God, you know, and his son, Jesus, and even Jesus, you know, different rent, but says like, not even he's good. Yeah. Um, only God is good. Yeah. But anyway, all that to say is like redirecting people to Jesus um, and then seeing that foster some goodness in their life was like, oh, my life matters because God chose us to do that. And now I have the power to do that for others. Mm. So, yeah. And I think that's so awesome too to think about it because I feel like at times as believers, we don't really sit back and think about how far God has brought us. Um, Yeah. I love what you said when you said John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus um, and for his arrival. And we as humans today have the opportunity and the chance to prepare for his return. Mm -hmm. Like think about that for a second. Jesus, the one and only perfect person in this world, God in the flesh, we have an opportunity to prepare for his return. Think about how awesome that is. And think about if someone were to tell you that as a, as a follower of Christ, you would say, Holy crap. Like, that's amazing. I get to be a, I get to be a part of Jesus's story. (laughs) Like that's, that is awesome. Well, yeah, that's because it's written in the scriptures and your life matters for that exact reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Cause, um, God uses people from the very beginning to the very end. He uses people for his will to be done. You know, the Lord's prayer is deep. So again, I'll try to say as high level as I can, but when you sit there and, and even the word pray is very deep. Um, it's more than just, let me send God a email via my head to him and okay, I'm done. Like, yeah. cool. I prayed yeah. about it. Um, but you sit there and you see, um, you know, the Lord's prayer, Lord, your will be done on earth, just like he is in heaven. And he's like, okay, now go do it. You know what I'm saying? Jesus, um, in the garden of Gethsemane, he's saying, Lord, give me the strength to do this. Like, I'm scared. I don't want to do this. He's sweating blood. Um, and God says, okay, I'm going to give you the strength. Now go do it. Or I've already given you the strength. Now go do it. And then he gets on the cross anyways. And oftentimes, you know, you see people pray and then they go and do. Um, and so in our life, why it matters is like when we start to pray. Um, and when I say pray, I mean like spend some time with God, you know, speak to him, listen for him. Um, and then prayer is action, you know, doing those things that you're capable of. There are of course, things that only God can supernaturally do. But I think if we lean too much on the supernatural side of things, then we forget that we have a role and Jesus, and you say, Jesus, take the wheel. And he's like, bro, I gave you two hands. You better grab that wheel. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, so, so yeah, I have a, uh, I have a, so we're in Acts right now, Mm -hmm. um, for our Bible reading plan at church. And this was kind of the message that Pastor Kyle gave this last Sunday. And I'm going to share some scripture. It, it's going to be a little a little long, um, but bear with me because I think this is a really, really cool story. Um, so it's about the lame beggar who was healed. And so Peter and John, um, they're going where, up to the temple. Where is this at? Oh, sorry. Acts 3. Acts, Acts 3, 3. Right at the beginning. Yep. Acts 3, 1. Um, so Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate. So this gate is huge and it's gorgeous um, to ask alms of those entering the temple. So this lame man is laying in front of this gate, asking people who are entering for, for money, basically. And Peter, um, or sorry, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. So this guy's laying there in front of the gates and Peter and John are about to walk in and he goes, Hey, you guys spare change. He's waving his cup says spare change. And Peter directed his gaze at him. So now the guy's looking directly at Peter as did John and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them. So the guy, the, the lame healer is, or sorry, the lame beggar is now staring directly at them. Um, And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have to give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So Peter and John say, bro, I I, I ain't got no change for you, but I do got this. Mm -hmm. Jesus, now get up and walk. 
And he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. Now, now you know the story. I'm going to go a little bit further to Acts 3, 12, okay? And when Peter saw it, okay, so people are, a bunch of people are running up to Peter and John. They're like, wait, what just happened? Mm-hmm. And so, and Peter saw it, and he dressed by the people. Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this, or why do you stare at us, as though by our own power or piety we have made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, who you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. But you denied the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you, and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses." In his name, by faith in his name, has made him strong, has made this man strong, whom you see and know, and the faith that is through Jesus has given the man this perfect health in the presence of you all. So all these people are like, yo, what just happened? And how is that possible? Well, Peter and John's life mattered, and God worked through Peter and John in that situation and healed this man. They were allowed to heal this man through the Holy Spirit that now lives and breathes in us to this day. Mm-hmm. And so don't think that just because, you know, the, the disciples walked with Jesus and, you know, that they're so much stronger. Well, yeah, they walked with Jesus. That's amazing. You know, they have that. Lots of people walk with Jesus and turn right, from him. Right. They have that faith in that ability to eyewitness what, you know, he did, but so did other people. But they, like you said, they denied him mm-hmm. just because we didn't get to witness that happen doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit doesn't live in you today. Your life matters because God gave you the Holy Spirit. If I think of it like this, if your life didn't matter, God would have never gave us the Bible and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like when you, when you think about it, um, that, that, uh, passage that you just read about too, Mm -hmm. um, who was it? Peter and James or Peter and John. John, yeah. Yeah. So Peter and John, two guys that know that their life matters because Christ redeemed them. You know what I'm saying? And they're sitting there and they see this man and they, it seems have grown to understand how to love people because this guy is like lowest of the low by the world standards. And they felt the goodness of God and they know that they have the power to share that goodness of God with others. And they do because they love other people because they have really felt that love. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's lots of situations in our life where we walk by people who um, you look at them and you're like, man, that guy is down bad. He's homeless and he's on drugs or they are, you know, people call her a, a hoe or whatever it is. And you just walk by and you, or you judge, or you're like, nah, I'm not equipped for that. Whatever the case may be. Um, but like, when you think about how good God has been to you and you're like, man, I used to be like that. And now I'm here. Yeah, that's where I was. And here's where I am. How could you walk by that person, you know, and maybe you just, and I'm not calling anybody out because I, I do it all the time. You know, yeah. we're, we can only be in one place at one time. Sometimes right. there's four people. So you pick one and you just go. Um, but anyway, all that to say is like, when you really feel that goodness of God, it's really hard to like keep that bottled in because you're like, I could really make a difference in this person's life. And, um, you know, sharing the word, God, even Jesus says, like, there's a special place for people who, you know, who bring a lost person back into the family. Um, and like, that's our purpose. Why does my life matter? Because I have the power when I felt the goodness of God to share that with other people so that they can get away from being a beggar laying at the gates. They can now walk to other gates and get other beggars. And then you yeah. see that guy get up, walk, and where does he go? Into the temple. <laughs> and <I laughs> right love, off of Brit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I love Peter. Peter is, bro. That dude will go out on a limb in his faith, like 100%. Yeah. And I'm going to quote Pastor Kyle here and not take credit for it, but this was, bro, this was so good. So we were talking about faith. And he said, faith is a substance of that of which we've hoped for. But he says this. He was, we were talking about Peter, okay? He says, it's better to be a wet water walker than a dry boat sitter. Mm, yeah. So good, dude. Imagine, imagine you're in that boat with Peter and you're like, bro, what in the what are you doing bro you go yeah. look at him like bro you're wild you're wilding right now and yeah. all of a sudden he starts walking on water and you're like damn mm-hmm. bro's got some faith yeah those people probably thought the same thing when they healed this 
dude who was like you said lowest of the lows they were like wow this is this is crazy what is going on mm-hmm. but it's because of the faith that they have in jesus that god is working through them and allowing his will to be done in the situation that they're in is what makes it so powerful and so amazing yeah and and also to add on to that like the people that were in there who were like oh i can't believe this is happening um they may be you know, none of us are perfect, but maybe they just hadn't reached that point where they're like, oh, I've seen God do some crazy things. And maybe that's just like the first time they've seen it. But Jesus redeems you. People don't. People won't even redeem you beyond who you used to be. They'll always look at you as the beggar. You know, certain people will They'll always look at you as the guy who did this or the girl who did that. That's OK. Luckily, our standards aren't set by the world. And luckily, um, we don't care about, you know, how the world views us. We care about how Christ views us. You know, um, he's the redeemer. Um and so I think about like anyone, you know, if you're listening right now and you feel like, oh, um, I'm I'm trying to be redeemed and I am trying to, you know, go from being a beggar or laying on the mat or uh, laying on, on the floor before the gates to the person dancing inside the temple. Um, like get your, if you draw your strength and your like acceptance from Christ, like you're going to find that joy and that, re- that uh, relief, you know, from what you used to be and what you used to carry. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. I think another thing too to kind of because we're talking about you know having people in our lives that are um, great influences and you you can learn from you know the people who are truly following Jesus. Um, know this too that it's not necessarily and like yes you need to be in the Word you need to be growing your understanding and knowledge of the Word of God but understand that it's not an education it's not who can quote the most Bible verses instead rather it's an intimacy with God is what. Yeah. You know growing your purpose in in your life and what truly matters you know like you were talking about earlier zach when you said i can't just look up and be like you know say a couple words and be like all right you got to receive my prayer like no like it's truly intimate to sit in a moment with god and you'll know too like when you're really in god's presence and you can feel um you can feel that he's listening you can feel that he's speaking to you uh you can just feel his presence in the area and that's the true intimacy that God is asking for um, in your relationship with him. Yeah. The Pharisees like knew a lot of scripture from the Old Testament, you know, so did Jesus. Um, the so different does Satan too. Yeah. So does Satan. The thing that separates, you know, those three parties is uh, the, the relationship with God, the father, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, just like Jalen said, I, I love to sit down and study the word. Um, one of the people like I talk about probably every single episode, but Tim Mackey, um, I'm reading this book by another guy, but Tim wrote the foreword on it. And he was just talking about how he knows a lot or he went through a period of life where he like knew a lot about God, knew a lot about the word, but didn't know God, you know? Um, and then he kind of had to like crawl back from that. And then now he feels like, it, you know, you never fully arrive, but he's in a new place, like a, a better place than before in terms of like a right relationship with Christ. Um, and so, yeah, like, just like you said, Jalen, there's times where you can sit down and like, we've done it, you know, I'm going to memorize a bunch of scripture so that I can use it as a weapon when someone comes at me and tries to attack my faith. And it's like, no, 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 this is not a defensive thing. This is, uh, let me let this scripture become who I am. You know what I'm saying? Let it change me. And not just like pulling out a piece of something that's telling someone that they need to change or give someone a word of encouragement or a piece of wisdom to make you sound smart. It's like, no, the the Bible is one unified story that leads to Jesus. And if you take it out of that context, then you're misusing the Bible, which is dangerous. And I think that's probably one of the next episodes we'll talk about just like misusing the word. Um, But anyway, to stay on topic here is like, it's okay to memorize scripture and learn. And those things truly are good. But when you like slow down and you don't use them as weapons and use them as things to form your character, form your relationship with God and and uh, form your prayer life, slowing down, praying. Um, and like you said, just developing a deep connection, because um, without the connection, like what's it all about? You know, right, right. it's like I it's like being a sports fan. You just yeah. know all the numbers, but it doesn't yeah. matter. You know, yeah. I have a um, <clears throat> a really cool story. I shared it with you, Zach. So I was in my, I was in this room right here. This is where I pray. Um, mm. And for those of you that don't know, I'm kindly, I'm currently in kind of like in the search of a job. I want to get a job because social media sucks. Just, uh, <laughs> but uh, I was in a moment of prayer and uh, I stopped 
I just, I just stopped praying and I said, God, you know, speak to me in any way, shape or form, speak to me. I don't care how you do it. I just want to hear your voice, whether it's audibly, whether it's you put a scripture on my mind, whatever it may be. And so, um, I stop and all that's playing is a little bit of like worship instrumental, but very quietly. And after I stop, probably 20 seconds later, I hear a bunch of birds chirping. Now, remind you, no, like there was no birds chirping at all while I was praying. I would have heard it for sure. I didn't hear anything. And so 20 seconds later, after I stop and just listen, I hear a bunch like this one bird just nonstop chirping. And so I'm like, I'm like, bro, hold on. That ain't God, right? And so I'm like, God, just keep speaking, keep speaking. And that bird just keeps going, keeps going. So all of a sudden, I'm like, I stop. I go, thank you, God. I hear your voice. And the bird stops. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that was definitely God. And so then I get on Logos and I type in bird. And I'm doing a couple, you know, research on like verses or whatever. I'm like, man, what was he trying to say? Mm -hmm. And it came to my attention, Matthew 6, 26. And I'll never forget this verse now because of that situation. Matthew 6, 26 says, look at the birds of the air. They neither soar or sorry, they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. How much more does your father love you? Mm -hmm. And it was a moment of realization for me because I've been praying so much about a new career or where God wanted to take me or what my purpose on life or purpose in life was, you know, in, in a certain space. And he said, bro, listen to that bird. You hear that? Mm -hmm. An animal as simple as a bird I care about. How Mm -hmm. much more do I care about you who I have designed to fulfill my will in this world? Oh, yeah. It was a moment where I was like, okay, yep, this is this is uh this is something that I got to continue to do. I got to continue to seek intimacy with God, because when you're in that moment, it's like, wow. This is this is crazy to think that the God of our universe cares about me so much. Yeah. Yeah. And then like when you when you keep reading on that, um, you know, I know you've talked about it a little bit in the past, but just like you used to have battles with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's, again, another call to like ease your mind. Um, and then also like at the very end, 34 says, uh, so why? Or so don't worry about tomorrow. I actually have this scripture memorized. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will bring its stuff, big bring its own troubles. Today's trouble is enough for today, you know. Um, and to me, that's like a relief. You know what I'm saying? God's like saying, "Hey, worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow, focus on today." But I also feel like He's calling us to be present to the moment. You know, my life matters when I'm present to the moment. When I sit and I'm grounded in this very second, as I sit in this chair and talking to this podcast mic or listen to this podcast of two dudes trying to talk about Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Just grounding and maybe like reaching out and touching something and being like, Oh yeah, I'm here right now. You know, my life matters. There's something I I'm called to do. Um, and it's not like a 24 seven job, you know, I have to always, but when God calls you and you hear him, when you hear that bird chirp, like you got to get up and do something about it. You got to get up and search that, you know, you open up your logos app and started seeking God, you know, Matthew 633, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he'll give you everything you need. Those words are very layered, but anyway, all I had to say is like, yeah, man, um, how can I find out why my life matters? Seek the kingdom of God. Mm, so He's, you're going to find it, knock and you will find, you know, Jesus, he says it so much. Like I, I, you know, I tell Jalen all the time, like, I want this podcast to be something that encourages people, makes them feel good, but I don't want it to be a slap you on the butt, hoorah, you know, talk where you're just like, okay, I'm going to go keep doing what I'm doing. You know, it's like, no, we got to repent. We got to turn. We got to do what Jesus said to do. Um, And when he says, seek the kingdom of God, like, what did he do to seek the kingdom of God? What did he do every single time he felt like, okay, I know I have a purpose from the time. And it's, it's cloudy on, understanding when Jesus knew I'm not Jesus. So I'm not going to speak for him, but um, like he's a kid, he gets, goes to the temple and like right there is the first time that it feels like, you know, Jesus is aware of his purpose. You know, he goes to the temple, Mary and Joseph <laughs> loses the son of God, which is like, woof. <laughs> there's a comedian. Doing? Yeah. Doing? <laughs> there's a comedian. His name is, I, I think it's Michael jr. He's like a Christian comedian. Um, and he has a joke about like Mary and Joseph losing Jesus. And it's like, you lost the son of man. <laughs> um, it's so funny. Uh, but anyway, so go on YouTube, look that up. It'll give you a good laugh. Um, 
but uh they find him in the temple a couple days later and he's like with the with the leaders of the temple learning and teaching them and they're like jesus why are you here mary and joseph and he's like what do you mean i'm with my father like this is where i'm supposed to be so he knows he's supposed to be there you know what i'm saying um but anyway like he's when jesus is seeking the kingdom of god where is he at in that room right there with people far wiser than him you know maybe i mean that's maybe heresy to say because it's jesus and like nobody fully knows um but then he prays he fasts he disciplines himself he follows the spiritual disciplines he seeks god um through community through serving all these different things um and we try to like convolute it and make it into something and well what's in it for me da, da, da. And it's like what's in it for you is the goodness of god um we can't define these things and say you know if you do all these things, then glory's on your way. It's like, tell that to Paul. <laughs> his life was not all that solid. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, but or I bet Job. his eternal life or Job. Yeah. Or Jonah. We can, you know, all these people. Um, We can't, we can't say that everything is going to be sunshine and rainbows. Cause that's just not the case. These people were martyred. They were killed. They were mocked. They were beaten. They were ostracized for their trust in God. Um, and maybe your life does turn out to be really good, but to say like, oh God, I'm rich because God gave me the strength and the power to have all this money, da da da. No, that's not true because Jesus says it's harder for a rich man to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for wait or a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. You know, so if he says it's not good, then I don't think that really came from him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and people bend it and they try to say, well, I have this so that, so that I can do that, da da da. And it's like you were looking at that the wrong way. You've got to lead with Christ, not, yeah. he's not a byproduct of the things that came to you, you know? Um, so your life doesn't matter because you have a bunch of money and you have a bunch of stuff, or you have a bunch of girls on your waist or whatever it is. Um, your matter, your life matters because you have the unique opportunity, just like all of us believers to bring heaven to earth. Like Jesus is the bridge. Jesus is sitting on the throne of heaven and earth. And he joins the two together where they weren't joined together. He joins them together and says, you are now elevated into my uh, my rulership so now bring heaven to earth just like i did you know that's our unique purpose our unique opportunity right and i feel so, like we talk about it so many times um but the moment you start to make god in your own image is when you're going to start to oof. make your own morals and your own values and that's not mm -hmm. what you know that's not what god wants for you and you mentioned it a little bit but we should definitely talk about repentance here soon because that is uh that is huge repentance yes yeah. Huge. So we should, <laughs> yeah, we should touch on that soon. Um, there's a lot we should touch on. I mean, yeah. it's endless, like it's endless, bro. Endless, <laughs> yeah. So, is, so is the journey with Christ. That's why it's yes. it's cool. Like, He even gives you something cool to do in the meantime of like building a relationship with Him, like the deep relationship. There's you can talk, you can read, you can write, you can podcast, you can do all kinds of stuff in your search of Christ and your search of God. Um, as long as it's all like rooted in the Bible, you know, it's our single authority. Um, but he's not going to leave you bored. <laughs> like, right. and all the stuff that I, I, I still like to watch. I follow the Seahawks like every day. I know exactly how many steps they took today. The same with the Lakers and LeBron and all that. Like, I know all that stuff and it's cool. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, now nah, you get into this, this is far more cool, but it's more than cool. It's like life purpose. You know what I'm saying? And you do, you, you build a deep relationship and, I, and we're not here saying like, I am best friends with God. I know him so well. I know his favorite color. I know where he likes to go travel. I know his favorite shirt, all this stuff. Like, no, that's not what we're saying. But what we're saying is like growing closer to him, building that connection um, to where you're just in, you're like, I was on that. Emily and I and Logan were like taking the light rail in Seattle. It's like their bus system. Basically, it's like on a rail um, and you can go all over the city. It's pretty sweet. But we were on it the other day and I was just like, sitting there kind of like mindlessly scrolling on Instagram. And then I just felt like, oh, let me put my phone down. I've been on Instagram this whole time. Um, and then I just sat up and I looked up and I saw all the people, various types of people, you know, some different than what I've, than what I'm used to some in a really kind of dark place. And I'm just like, huh, like we have the power to bring heaven to each and every one of these people in this bus. And it's not standing up and screaming from the mountains. Oh, you need to turn and repent or else you're going to hell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like having a conversation with somebody start where you can having a conversation with somebody um, and bring heaven to earth. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's like, 
you know, you, you, when you talk to somebody who you don't really know and you get to know about them and their struggles and everything, you're like, okay. And then you can provide them with something. Um, you don't necessarily have to become a lifelong firm with them or whatever, but you provided with some, them with something like a little piece of heaven. Um, then I, I think that God looks down and he's like, well done. Yeah. Like about time you did something good, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's a, that's where that whole, you know, becoming educated in the word of God comes into play. Mm -hmm. When you're in a public situation where you meet someone and they may look lost. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, what was that? <laughs> I have, I, dude, we think at our Airbnb, they gave us this like, it's sick. I'm going to get one actually, but it's this like air filter thing and it, it's a fan and it filters the air. And it's Bro, also... It just so I accidentally hit the button and it just like whoa and I was like nah bro I, was I can't about have to this start a fire in his house. <laughs> yeah. it really sounded yeah. like someone was gonna blow up uh, <laughs> but no dude that's that's where you know becoming educated in your word of God um, comes into play is when you're in mm -hmm. a public situation or even a situation with someone you may be close with already and you can use scripture to say hey this is what God says about what's going on in your life mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about you know your your, your problems that are going on, or um, if you think, you know, all hope is lost, God's got a promise for you, bro. And it says right here in the scripture that, you know, so on and so forth. And so mm -hmm. I think that's really cool that, you know, you were on, on the subway or whatever, and you were like, hold on, let me, let me put my phone down. And then God just puts you in that moment of like, hey, dude, look, look around. There's some people here that, you know, need the word of God. And I yeah. think that's a, that's a good moment of realization where like, Maybe he wasn't telling you to speak right then and there, but it was a moment of like, dang, maybe if I was more in tune with the world at times, I could use those moments to spread the word of God. Yeah. And we definitely act on those things. Like when, when God speaks, we move, try to as best right. we can. Not every time, of course, cause we're not, we're not Jesus, but, um, and like, you know, it, I don't want to feel like I'm contradicting anything that I say, but, um, yeah, knowing the word is so huge. Um, and doing the things of God is so huge. But I was actually just peeking at in, in Matthew 7, 21, when he's talking about true disciples. Um, here's some scripture to scare you. So to show you that Jesus isn't just some, you know, magic eraser. <laughs> um, he says, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's law. Um, yeah, scary, huh? <laughs> one of the, uh, definitely one of the most, quote unquote, controversial, scariest verses in the Bible. A lot <laughs> of people talk about that verse. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and all he's asking for is like, your works aren't going to save you. And he's saying, I never knew you. He wants to know you. He wants us to know him. It's simple. You know what I'm saying? You can pull this apart all day long, but and when you start at the very highest level, it's like, well, Jesus, didn't I bless that cheeseburger? Didn't I give that homeless guy 10 bucks? Jesus, didn't I go to church on Easter and Christmas or even every single Sunday? Didn't I serve faithfully at my church? Didn't I tithe? Didn't I, didn't I, didn't I do everything? And he's like, yeah, but you never knew me. You didn't know why you were doing, you were just doing it because you thought it was your ticket to heaven, mm -hmm. but that ticket came up void because you didn't know me, you know? So good. So good. Um, I think I, uh, Man, oh, that's so good. I think just for like simple, simple purposes to help people understand that verse, if you're listening to this, because I know a lot of people on social media, specifically social media, people who will use that verse to try and scare an audience of, you know, your, your heart's not right with God. Get away from them. Yes. Listen, <laughs> I will say this right now. Okay. And I think this is just me personally. This is what I think. Um, when I think of that verse, if you right now in this moment, wherever you're at listening to this podcast, someone walked up to you and put a gun to your head and said, tell me that you don't believe in Jesus Christ and I'll spare your life. Would you say I don't or would you say I do? Mm -hmm. I personally would say I do. Go ahead. Boom. Now I'm gone. Guess what? Yeah. I'm going to heaven. Right? <laughs> God willing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But that's a that's just, you know, that's a over over exaggerated scenario sure, yeah. of like being able to say okay do i really know god do i really know jesus like am i willing to put my life on the line and live my life for jesus mm -hmm. or do i just want to say that i'm a good person and i've done good things in this world your life yeah. matters more than just doing a good 
deed every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a good chunk of us that follow Jesus that say we're Christians because it gives us a certain moral standing in like the world. I'm a Christian and people are like, oh, that's a good guy. Or maybe if you live in a certain area that makes you like crazy or whatever. Um, but yeah, like from gun to your head level all the way to do the people that you work with know that you're a believer. Mm. No matter how big or small does your parents know, do your fam does your family know? Um, Jesus says, uh, you have to die to self. You know what I'm saying? And if you can't die to self and the small things, whether there's a gun to your head or you're just, you know, I'm not saying, we're not saying like everywhere you go, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, but like the people that are around you should probably know, you know, and not, and, and it's great if your actions show that, but if your words, if you're like, you know, and I know a lot of people who, oh, I lead by example that I'm a Christian. And it's like, good thing Jesus didn't just lead by example. Good thing his mouth opened. Um, because if he just led by example, people would just be like, that's a morally righteous guy. Right. He's a good, he's the, he's the good neighbor down the that's street. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. But what about like when it comes time to open our mouth and share the word and someone's like, why are you this way? And you're covering up. You're like, uh, because you know, and why am I a Christian? Well, I just grew up a Christian, my family, whatever, because you're embarrassed about your testimony. Like, no, share your testimony. Let the world know how far you, God has brought you because maybe that person that God sent into your life is also looking for relief, looking for salvation, looking for love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control, gentleness, all that kind of stuff. Um, so good. But when we hide from it, like Jesus is up there like, man, I'm, I had my, I had hopes, <laughs> you know? And I don't think that he's like inherently like disappointed in us when we don't do all those things because we never will. It would just be a big old disappointment fest for him if he was waiting for us to be as good as him. But I do think that like heaven rejoices when, you know, someone comes to Christ and it's not by putting your hand up at church. It's by sharing the gospel and mm -hmm. doing the will of God in our world. Um, that's raising your hand, getting baptized, all that stuff is, stuff is beautiful, but that's like the you just tied your shoes. You still got to hike this mountain. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so yeah, uh, long rant, but. <laughs> That's good. Uh, okay. Just so I can reiterate what you were just talking about. Mm -hmm. um, the tongue. The, controlling the tongue. Yes, yeah. Controlling the tongue. Um, That's actually yeah, another I, one we have lined up. Yes. I thought that was, I, I'm going to pick this out just because I thought that was really good. Because if I've never thought about that. Imagine if Jesus literally just did what he did, but never spoke. Mm -hmm. You would literally just look at him as like, wow, it's a really good dude. And yeah. he's got, he can do magic. <laughs> That's what you would think. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's David Blaine. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, he does magic. No, yeah. No, but he opened his mouth in Jeremiah uh, 8, 9. Or sorry, 9, 8. Their tongue is a murderous arrow. It speaks deceit. With his mouth, he speaks peace with his neighbor. But in his inner parts, he sets up his ambush. Where is mm -hmm. your heart? Because yeah. wherever your heart is, your tongue is going to speak what is going on in there. So if and you let God, will be. yeah, if you let God soften your heart, you'll have, you know, you'll probably speak good things. But if your heart's hardened, nah, bro. Yeah. You're not going to be too clean of a person in your mouth. Yeah. And even like when you say controlling the tongue, I always think even still, and like kind of right now, I, I'm just thinking a little bit deeper, but controlling the tongue, oh, I need to stop cussing or I need to stop saying certain words or um, doing certain things, whatever. And it's like, okay, that's like putting off the old, but what about taking up the new, like Jesus talks about? It's not just one part. It's not, I'm not going to cuss anymore. It's, I'm going to go from cussing to blessing. Yeah, to blessing and speaking about how far God has brought me, sharing the gospel with people, learning the gospel first, yeah. <laughs> and then sharing the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the gospel according, what is the gospel according to you? Insert your own name. Um, is it in line with the gospel according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Or is it just a hodgepodge of what you wanted it to be, you know? Um, but anyway, all that to say is like controlling your tongue is also controlling it and making it say the things that speak life into this world and goodness right. and again, usher heaven and earth. Like why my life matters. We keep talking about it because we have the unique opportunity to bring heaven into earth through Jesus, through his death, through his resurrection. Um, and when we repent and we believe like our life matters a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, uh, another question you could kind of ask yourself <laughs> when it comes to like why my life matters, you could ask yourself if Jesus stood before you right now and said, do you deserve to go to heaven? What would be your answer? No, uh -uh. only through you, <laughs> only God's grace. <laughs> or, only... or you could ask, um, 
how would I phrase this? Uh, why do, okay, why do you deserve to go to heaven? If you can answer that question with, oh. you know, with the intent of, because of you, Jesus, because you gave your life to die on the cross for my sins and mm -hmm. were buried and rose again, you saved my life. If you can answer that question and truly, you know, know that God is working through your life, I think that's, you know, a good checkpoint to know like, okay, I'm in the right direction. There's more for me to do, but I'm in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. We talk so much about doing, you know, and that's because we feel like there's not a lot of doing in the mm -hmm. world, um, including the two guys in this podcast. But um, Jesus says, not all who call me, Lord, Lord, will be saved. Didn't we pray? Didn't we fast? Didn't we do everything you did? And he's like, yeah, but you didn't know me. So again, it's like, this whole circle. And yes, it's a, it is an escapable room, a room that you cannot escape without Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, and, and there's no holes in it, man. Um, and I, and I feel like when we lose sight of why our life matters, the days fly by, man. And it's like, Whoa, it's July. And I just blew the first six months of my life and you can blame it on whatever. Oh, well, we were planning a wedding, like you're planning a wedding. We got friends who are raising a kid. Oh, you know, um, we were traveling all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, but there's a certain amount of like presence and, um, you're like, yeah, time feels like it goes fast. But also when I sit back and think about it, it's actually also going really slow. Mm -hmm. Um, and Emily and I pray for that every day, just like for the clock to move slow, um, so that we can just enjoy life and, um, rest in God's presence, be present. Um, she's a lot better at just like being in the moment than I am. I'm always like, okay, I'm here now. Here's where I need to be next, you know? Go, 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 right. Yeah, go, go. Um, and we're almost at time, but one thing we also want to make clear is that for you who are listening, uh, every time I say you who, I think of that chocolate milk. <laughs> but for those of you who are listening, um, if you have people in your life who aren't believers and aren't doing the will of God, what we're not saying is that their life, is that their life doesn't matter. Um, but what we're saying is that we as believers have the opportunity to bring heaven into earth because um, we don't want you to feel like you're better than somebody because, oh, I believe in God and I do the things. And I can even say that I have a good relationship with God or with Christ or with the spirit. Um, it's like, no, no, no. Let's humble ourselves and realize we have the opportunity to give someone's life like a deeper purpose through Christ, not through us. And when they start to want to cling to you and follow you and do all this stuff, you do what John the Baptist did. You prepared the way for them and you point them back to Christ. Um, you're there with them and you walk alongside them now, but um, their life matters too. Um, and when we find Christ, uh, meaning comes, comes yeah. into, comes into play. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's good. That's a good point because, you know, we don't want people to think that, you know, because somebody <laughs> isn't a believer that they're like, you know, Hey, they're like, don't matter, bro. No, yeah. that's not the case. Like it's this, it's the example that we used earlier, earlier of a mindset shift from my life, my life matters for this specific reason. Okay. Well now it matters for this specific reason. And I think mm -hmm. if you're at a moment where it's like, you know, you've got a friend or a family member who's struggling and you're a believer, if you're listening to this and you're a believer and you're trying to help someone in that situation, I think three words are all you need. Jesus loves you. And mm -hmm. with those three words, you know, hopefully um, by the grace of God, they would allow God's presence in, in that situation and, you know, change their mindset from my life matters for, you know, the reasons that I think they matter into my life matters because Jesus says it matters. Yeah. Yeah. Those three words, powerful, man, Jesus, the man who died on the cross, who saved us from our sin loves, I'm not even going to go there, but it's deep, you know, um, and you, you gotta know you, you know, that's one thing is, um, we, we try to base our understanding our life off of other people, which I think there's a lot of merit to that. Um, but you just like live in attention of learning from others, but also knowing who you are. Cause if you right. don't know who you are, it's really hard to know Christ because you're trying to be somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Um, so in order for your life to kind of click and know that you matter, you have to come to know yourself, you know, um, and who can help you get to know yourself better than the one who created you, the one who did knit you in your mother's womb, the one who's yeah. been there since day one, a one since day one, yeah. never lost, never lost. <laughs> you do this never lost. <laughs> yeah. And once you, once you know, um, once you know that your life is in God's hands, certain scripture will stick out to you more. Um, uh -huh. especially when you know, when you know yourself, you'll be like, yeah. dang, that's me, bro. <laughs> yeah. And like, you'll, the you'll, book of judges. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Bro, slow to anger, slow to speak. Come on, bro. I, yeah. All of it. But mm -hmm. once you know, um, you know that your life is in God's hands and you know yourself, um, it'll be a lot. 
I'm not going to say it'll be easier, but it'll be easier for you to understand. Yeah, why for sure. Jesus loves you and why, you know, you have a clarity. Purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Clarity on, on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Doing what he did gives clarity on Jesus, the man, you know, mm -hmm. the physical and the spiritual side of things, the prayer to the fasting, all of it. Yeah. Um, and we're no experts on all that stuff, but like, yeah, you do what someone else does. You're like, oh, I get it. You know? Yeah. But yeah, your life matters, man. Um, if you're listening to this, this isn't a slap you on the butt, make you feel good about yourself. But we do want to just kind of point out the fact that it's our unique responsibility to bring heaven into earth. Your life matters. Um, so, you know, if you're on the fence about a lot of things in life, there's dark things from suicide, depression, abortion, all that other kind of stuff to um, evangelism or, you know, just living your life, whatever it is, just know that your life matters. And um, wherever you are, if you're not sure what to do, in the meantime, bring heaven to earth until God gives you that individual calling. Do the calling that he gave all of us. Bring heaven to earth. Make disciples of all nations. Repent, believe, and like then goodness flows. It's, that's kind of what we're after. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's good, dude. Well, um, do we have any homework? Holy homework? Not, not yet. Not yet. We'll have <laughs> We'll some. get it. We'll have some. Get mm -hmm. your word. That's yeah, read your Bible. We got. Yeah. What's the word? <laughs> get in the word get in the word. yeah well we appreciate you guys we love you guys thank you again for tuning in if you're listening to this make sure you guys share it with somebody hit the like button hit the follow button and we will see you guys in the next episode we're praying for you and we love you peace